0: You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast, presented by Blackgate Hunting Products. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I just hammered a good one.
1: Oh. Droppy. Yes. Asher.
2: Yes. Never seen that deer before. It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer
0: at 18 yards. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What's up, guys? And we are joined tonight by Jacob Emery of DO3 Outdoors. Jacob, how you doing, man?
2: Uh, Wonderful. Just glad to be home from work.
0: That's the best, right? Not having to slave away. (laughs) It is great. Good deal. Good deal. So you were on, what was it, about four weeks ago with Chris? Yes, sir. And uh, you guys talked uh, your bucks and got into like the tail end of turkeys. And we wanted to kind of do another one before, you know, everything starts unleashing with all the states coming open for turkey. So the big, the biggest thing that uh, we wanted to concentrate on tonight was talking about out-of-state turkey hunts. And we couldn't think of a, a better guy to sit down and talk to or who loves turkeys, um, almost as much as Chris, probably. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you've, you've had a lot of success in, in other States. So we figured it'd be great to sit down and talk with you. So, um, you know, Chris, I think you kind of had like, uh, an idea of where, where this, uh, can start out with. So I'll let, I'll let you take the lead on this one this time.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, following different YouTube guys and I, I like to follow the, the mega channels, if you will, like THP and everything, they're cool to watch. They have a lot of success, uh, turkey hunting all over the country, but I also feel like for me, I can relate to somebody that, well, let's face it works, you know, a regular, you know, nine to five job or whatever that is in your case, I think you do a lot of swing shift and stuff. Seven Um, to
2: seven. Yeah. So
1: yeah, God. But um, you know, just a regular blue collar guy, but I also watch him just beat the piss out of turkeys all spring long and uh, it's neat to watch and follow and um you know, for me, I just I really want to know what goes into your your hunt, your 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 plans, like how do you plan for this because, you know, I know, we're not calling you a turkey god or anything but i think we're going to have to accept the fact that maybe like a done. demi maybe like a demi, demi- god demi- like hercules god. or something yeah uh <laughs> <Turcules. Now> we- <laughs> hercules <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's sticking uh that's the uh the title of the podcast rick Drop that name. down
0: hercules hercules
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyways <laughs> Oh, crap. I need a beer for this one. So I just, you know, I, you, you got to accept the fact, though, that I mean, you get it done. And uh, a lot of this stuff is on film. And, um, you know, I, I understand that everything doesn't go as planned all the time. But this is also, you know, mostly public land. And, it, you know, it's not sitting in a blind and you know, waiting four hours for the gobblers that you patterned on your thousand acre lease to mosey on by, you know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong. You can give me all the thousand acre leases you want. I ain't knocking that. It's just different. So, um, that said, why don't you take us through, uh, how you plan out a hunt and, and what you think leads to your success on a true out of state hunt, not where you float across the the border to Kentucky or something. Like <laughs> yeah, I like Rick hunts. Yeah, I'm talking about, like where you go to, you know, Alabama, and uh, I think you've been what Nebraska, maybe. Um, Kansas,
2: Nebraska, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I I can cover you, almost all of them eventually. Have you but, killed birds in those states? Oh yeah, I've, uh, there you go. Luckily, I there has not been a state that I've been to that I uh, didn't have not killed a bird in that I bought a oh, license man. In. You oh. should
1: not have said that shit. Yeah, I hear you. He's coming to <laughs> Ohio this year. That's,
2: that's the plan. You're yeah.
1: going to the Michigan of, of deer, deer hunting, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My I mean, God. Pretty much.
2: Oh, man. Well, yeah. You know, it's all relative to each individual person. And, you know, what makes, I feel like, what success that I do have traveling to hunt uh, plays a lot into you know, my career and up till last May, you know, I was a union electrician, uh, having, you know, months, a month here and a month there off of work, you know, you can plan these crazy trips and whatnot, because you've got enough time home with your family. You've got enough time, you know, to go here and there for two or three, four days, whatever at a time. Uh, and then I recently took this position as a maintenance electrician uh, at aluminum smelter <clears throat> and now I work swing shift. Um, So, basically, I'm looking at 13 to 14 days off a month, Um, but every single day that I'm at work, I'm working 12 hours. If I'm lucky, I don't get forced over uh, working 16. Um, Mm -hmm. So, the first thing is your expectations versus reality. If you work a nine to five with, you know, just no overtime or no time off or or whatever, you're going to have to take into account like, hey, what time that I do have to take off? I'm probably gonna have to take off on a Monday or a Friday or both, depending on where I'm going and, and you know how long I want to stay there. So you basically gotta have the time to do it, and that's I'm very very fortunate uh, to have had both career paths that I have you know going for me right now that I do have opportunities to take off days at a time and do this and a very understanding and loving wife that's another really big Amen part of it. that mm-hmm. uh, she is the greatest woman I've ever met in my life and um, she understands that I have issues and you know this passion <laughs> it's not going away um, I've slowed down you know here and there and, and I try my best to make sure the time that I'm home I'm spending with her and the kids and doing things she needs done uh, I've been kissing her ass hardcore lately like <laughs> there's, there's brand new cur- there's curtains hanging up behind me and it's like you want this done <laughs> yes i will i am very happy to do that for you and she's listening to me downstairs right now thinking i'm going to kill you when you come down here <laughs> but yeah time off man um that plays a big factor especially in any out-of-state trip that's you know further than the state that's touching your state um so that's one thing i always factor in is uh where i'm going how many days off do i have um if a state's got a You know, two or three bird limit. If I'm only going to be down there for two days, three days, I mean, I'm setting my goals for one bird if I'm lucky, uh, just to have a good time and, you know, go from there versus like a week long trip that we're planning out west this year. um, When we drew our Wyoming tags, you know, go try to make a little pool trip out of that with the bordering states right in there and make the most out of it through the week. That is awesome. Good deal.
1: I'm kind of jelly about that.
2: It's going to be cool, man. I've never killed killed a Miriam, so.
1: That's what I was going to ask. I figured that's what you were targeting. Where are you going to go if you kill one first couple days, you kill out?
2: So the the process me and my buddy are considering right here. So we did the logistics on it, you know, versus flying, renting a car, something worthy of roads out there, (laughs) a place to stay, you know, each night and breaking it down. it It was just astronomical what it would cost to fly. Uh, so we've actually yep. factored in driving, um, taking off a couple hours of the night. I should be at work, driving out there and we're going to hunt Kansas for a day and a half. Nice. We're going to drive through Nebraska and, you know, man, like, Oh, we drive, drive through Nebraska and we, we go close to a big chunk of public and there's 10 strutters out there. You know, I don't know if, I mean, I might buy my tags right there and jump out of the truck and take off, you know what sure. I mean? Um, right. and try to go, you know, knock one out. Uh, but kind of cruise through there up to Wyoming to the black Hills, kind of where we're looking. Uh, we got a general tag. So it's one bird uh, in any of the general areas and try to bust one there real quick. If we can, if not, you know, I'll have fun all week chasing one there, but yeah, I'll be honest. If I'd be lying, if I said like I didn't have expect- expectations to kill one the first two days, you know, sure. chasing, tur- chasing turkeys in Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. If I can't kill a Merriam, I'm going to be very disappointed myself, <laughs> So, but from there, just jump over to South Dakota possibly, or drive a little bit further North by about two hours and grab a Montana tag and uh, just make seven days out of it.
0: Dude, that's, that sounds like a hell of a trip, man. Yeah.
2: It's going to be fun. That, that's the cool thing. And that's a cool thing about my job is I'm, I get seven days off in a row a month. So that gives me every single month I have an opportunity to do something
0: really neat
2: like that
0: hunting was nice
1: that is really
0: cool now as, as you're as you guys plan this out and you started you know like you said you might drive by a big chunk of public and like you're like ultimately you're going to end up in wyoming like when you are preparing like when you found out you like pulled your tag for uh general permit in wyoming like what what all went into that in terms of getting ready to go look there or what What have you done what are you still planning to do and and all the things that kind of surround that
2: so when you when you western hunt you've got to really pay attention uh to the weather so every move that we make i i will have out a b c d and e plans and that consisting of like weather you know um you want to watch and see where it's like freezing cold like say in in north wyoming northeast wyoming where the black hills are if it's going to be 32 degrees and snowing And it's going to be like 60 at the Southern part in like unit five. It's like, it's not even a question. We're going to stick to unit. We're going to go lower. Mm -hmm. Um, We just try to keep in consideration, you know, where the big chunks of public are um, watch the weather and and just have so many backup plans. Um, You know, and that's a, excuse me. Another thing is like, you know, we're only out 70 something dollars in this Wyoming tag. If something catastrophic was to happen with family or whatever, we're just not going or, you know, we might hunt somewhere closer and then burn those that seven days somewhere
0: else. That's dirt cheap for, for a, I mean, for an out-of-state tag.
2: Yeah, that's not counting. You got to get a habitat stamp. But, you know, like I said, we're just kind of watching to see how everything plays out before we purchase everything we got to do. You got to pay up front to get that Wyoming tag. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, basically my thought process is a laptop, an iPad, whatever. And I'm just going to mark giant chunks of public, um, places that look like just overlooked, or um, places that you can get a little bit off the road. Um, And I don't know, it's really going to be an eye-opening experience out there because I've never hunted any further west than Middle Kansas. Uh, So it will be a little bit different. So I spend a lot of time time researching on, like, their website, what they say is best, you know. And I'm not one of those guys where you really got to watch these magazines, you've got to watch these websites. Like, they'll talk about a, a specific, like, Peak or whatever, like mountain, like I'll oh, be looking for great bird numbers around blah 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 valley. It's like man, like seven hundred people have read that, yeah. So you know, there's birds there, but it's like find a happy medium somewhere, you know, not far from there or whatever. And trying to pinpoint, you know, that area, whatever looks good map wise from there. Um, really paying attention to uh, cuts, timber cuts out there, fires, things like that, and I spend a lot of time. Copying coordinates on Onyx and copying them or pasting them in Google Earth, mm-hmm. flying over, hitting the the people icon, it shows you the road view. I can get an in depth look of what exactly what I'm looking at. You know, from sitting here in Indiana, like if I'm like, oh, can I pull my truck off the side of the road right here and and go up over uh, this little so called hill and be down in this valley that technically would be three mile walk from you know the trailhead. And you click on there, it's like, no, there's no freaking way I can pull off the road there. Or, yeah, heck yeah, I can pull right off the road, and it just turned this seven-mile trek into a 300-mile hike or 300-yard hike.
1: Nice. Man. Little um, little
2: nitpicky things like that, you know.
1: I'm super envious, bro. One day. I want to hit Wyoming really, really bad.
2: I'm looking forward to it, for sure. I'll bet. So, So,
0: go ahead, Rick. I was going to say, so with hunting, you know, obviously, like you said, Western birds are really dependent upon weather and, you know, how, how you're going to do things out there, because I mean, it could be, like you said, 65 degrees and sunny, um, in one part of Wyoming or, you know, 28 and snowing, you know, near the mountains or something like that. Um, you know, wet Western hunts are obviously, um, I think everybody kind of wants to do one at some point in their life. Like it's kind of like what everyone dreams of kind of going and doing. Um, One of the big destinations though, for a lot of guys that hunt birds is the South, Um, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, Osceola's in Florida, things like that. How how do you, how do you go about scouting things in, in, in places like that, that are normally like, you know, dense forest, swampland, that kind of stuff.
2: You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like most of my success down south has come, you know, just from my knowledge around here. Because everywhere you go, it's a different world. Um, When I first went to Alabama years ago, it was a link up with a guy that I knew that had some public ground. It was pretty much like, hey, let's trade off. If you'll take my kid and help him get on a bird. He was in a hunting club. Um, You know, we'll let you guys have some hunting permission later on in the season. basically taking notes from really good spots down there. Uh, like where are all these birds hanging out and transferring those to public later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be lying. If I said, I didn't have some help. There's been a couple guys, a lot of success that I've had is, you know, people talk on social media. Then you find the ones that you, like, you really trust. Like, I, I feel like I can trust a lot of guys with every single pin that I have on Onyx. Um, find some guys that like ask you about Kentucky. Like, maybe a guy like hey man I'm planning my first trip um to Kentucky like what week of the season do you recommend you know go check their stuff out it's like oh this guy's from blah 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 Alabama it's like well this is what I recommend you know um I'm not asking for a specific spot but is there anywhere down there that you recommend starting off and looking and listening blah blah blah. um you know and if they're willing to share pins with you that's a god it's that is a lifesaver and it saves you a day or two of hunting slash scouting. Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You can't beat that. If there's nothing else that you can take from social media, um, you know, a lot of it is just crap. Uh, but I've met a lot of really good people on here that have helped me a lot and I've helped a lot of people. Um, and there's been people that absolutely just, they tick me off. They'll just be like, Hey man, yeah. Just where do you hunt at or whatever? And I'll send them some bull crap coordinate. You know, if you're gonna bull crap with me, just just joking with him or whatever. I did that to a guy in deer season, asking me about <laughs> like my Tennessee buck. I sent him somewhere in Tennessee that I was like, whatever. He sends me a picture like two weeks later with like a booner. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Go. He's like, man, he was 40 yards from your pen. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, I might have to go check that out now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. Yeah, when when people ask that. I generally get not thrilled and I uh I'll generally relate it to their wife somehow.
2: Jesus. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what I equate it to. You're basically I... asking for a date with my wife. If you're asking me for a pin or something like you want me to buy the flowers and put up with all the bull crap, but then you <laughs> wanna reap the reward. No. Don't ask me.
2: There's guys out there that's got a lot better chance of taking my old lady on a date than getting a couple of my pins for
1: dinner. Exactly. And, you know,
2: like you talked about, though, there's guys
1: (laughs) where you could give them a pin and you know, A, they're not going to tell anybody, and B, they're probably going to hook you up with a pin at some Mm -hmm. point. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Well, another thing is, is, you don't want somebody like I want to be able to trust that guy that he's not going to blow the place up. You know, Right. I don't want you, if I'm going to send you on a mission to go kill a longbeard, don't walk in there with your freaking box call. You open for 30 seconds at a time, blindly walking around the giant open woods, you know, for the first two hours of daylight, but you know, oh, there's no birds here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I want somebody that's a killer. Like if you're going to go in there and kill one, like just, just take him out and get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. Just be quick and quiet about it.
1: We were separated at birth at one <laughs> point. I'm pretty confident. That's pretty awesome. That's, I had
2: to grab my iPad. You guys were asking kind of what I look for, and I'm going to go in blank like, well, let me pull my crap up because, you know, I've got pins all over the U.S. I'm like, I need to at least give some sort of relative answer.
1: Josh, uh, Josh Luck told me to tell you that he's more minimalist than you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's out. pertaining to a pack that you were talking about versus his <laughs> little man purse that he takes hunting he has a fanny pack
0: he takes a fanny uh, pack hunting got a satchel he throws over his shoulder i mean a satchel is probably more glorified or dignified than what josh takes what a <laughs> sissy i rem- remember the first time so we so josh and i hunted the same wma this year and he scouted and he got all the stuff out on and, um, I'm, I'm getting my, my pack and my, my stand and stuff. And I get my bow and like, I've got everything ready.
1: <clears throat>
0: and, uh, he's still like kind of screwing around in the back of his car. I'm like, what are you doing? And like, he, uh, he's like, I'm looking for my bag. I'm like, what do you mean? You looked? like, did you forget? It? He goes, no, it's in here somewhere. And he pulls out. I mean, what I mean, Chris, you've seen it. Like he pulls out it's this tenzing. little, yeah, it's tensing. Like it's tiny. I'm like, that's all you're taking in with you? And he's like, yeah, that's it. And, and his stand. I was like, all right, man. Like, I, I, I'd never seen it. I'm like, it's like, you're not taking like binoculars or a rangefinder or nope, just that. And this just like straight into that, uh, that area where he, where uh, he had marked those bucks at. it's just, uh, I, I don't know, man. You know, really- he has like a block in his mind
1: on how to pronounce things. So he doesn't say Tanzing. <laughs> Like it's clearly spelled. Yeah. He calls it a tenzig. <laughs> there's an <N laughs> end. No, and yeah, there's no end to Josh. And then what did he <laughs> what did he call the trail cam company? He called Exodus Exodius. And I was exodious? like, Exodius, Josh, what is Exodius? <laughs> and finally I realized it and I'm like, Are you trying to say Exodus, Josh? And he's like, Oh, oh is gosh. it Exodus? And I'm like, yeah, can you read? <laughs> is our <laughs> illiterate doctor. Oh, oh man.
0: man. That's All right, freaking I'll great. stop
1: picking on him now. <laughs> Yeah.
0: If you're anything like us, you love running trail cameras. Recently, we started using the new R4G and R4K by Black 8 Hunting Products. And I've got to tell you guys, they are sweet. The R4G is the new cellular camera. Loaded with features such as the ability to send pictures and videos straight to your mobile device, free HD downloads for both pics and videos, near real-time in-app setting updates, and no-glow IR technology. The R4K is a scouting camera that boasts side-motion sensors that help you capture crystal-clear 32-megapixel photos and 4K videos in center frame. With a maximum SD capacity of 512 gigabytes, that's right, 512 gigabytes, you'll have plenty of room to hold all those 4K videos and high-resolution pictures. Blackgate supports this podcast, so we are asking you to support them. When you go to buy cameras, use the promo code FUELED to receive 10% off your order. That's FUELED, F-U-E-L-E-D, at blackgatehunting.com. You know, with, with, you know, with going down south, with going out west, and like you said, like you, you kind of use Google Maps, Onyx, and kind of sync all this stuff up. <clears throat> when you are uh, looking at states to go hunt, are most of the places, because I'm just kind of ignorant to this, are most of these places draw tags that you're going to, or are they all over the counter?
2: No, they're, they're all over the counter. Um, on the exception sometimes, like a state like Tennessee or Kentucky or um, – let's see, I applied for one in Missouri and I applied for one in Arkansas. They're just uh, the quota hunts and feel like – I don't get drawn for them very often, but they're going to be a little bit more quality. You're mm-hmm. not going to have to worry about thousands of people possibly, you know, in the same area uh, like you do like, in some places. I hunt in Alabama – tennessee um mm-hmm. but yeah pretty much everything that i hunt is 100 percent go by tag and get in the woods period okay good i like it good so I'm
1: excited to hear this dude call this spring hmm? i'm excited to hear you call this spring
2: i don't think i'm a very good caller i'm, really? I'm nothing special i can't do all the uh you know the perfectionist <laughs> stuff that you hear some of these guys do uh I mean I, I couldn't call nothing like Dave Owens, but you know the yelping and the cutting seems to work just fine for me.
1: Yep. Is that just, uh the Pinhote project guy? Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm I'm interested I'm, to see how good other people are compared to Pierce. I like I think in my mind that he's a really good caller, but I also know that I'm Really not good at all. Like I use a pot call. I can't do the mouth thing very well yet. I'm learning. I just right. learned how to make sounds like a year and a half ago. Really? <laughs> mouth call. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it at all. Um, that's so. all I mean. I
2: can use, I can run a pot call, I can run a box call, I can run a tube call. I refuse to use one of those trumpets. I think they just I don't know. I'm just in my own opinions on them. <laughs> trumpets. Well, the ones... you not seen them things? Everybody no listen i like dave owens and i think he's a is a straight turkey killer i don't know if there's anybody better in the country but i swear to you there are people out there that would suck his toes if he asked them to
1: they i'm so glad on. you said toes i was like oh, oh here comes some editing
2: <laughs> <laughs> no dude it's just like everybody wants to smoke a cigar now after they kill a turkey everybody yep. wants to run these these trumpet calls because he did and everybody's wearing the same leafy jacket and everybody's
0: running this or that or whatever it's just like god
2: be your own person so yeah. are,
0: the, are, the, are the trumpet calls the same thing is like so i can remember when i was younger my dad had this call it's about this long it has like it has like a bell at the end of it but then it's got like a little black piece and like a little mouthpiece at the end and like you kind of like make a almost like a yes that exactly yeah. that that so is yeah. it like a wing bone
2: no it, not a wing bone it's a trumpet it's called it, a trumpet
0: it's, yeah 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 but I've, i haven't even seen one of those things in years oh they're they're coming back trust me they're gonna be all the rave i mean good good luck to them i mean I, i'm for for them for using them i just i just i don't see the point in like trying to sit there and like learn how to use one of those things. When a mouth call, or a pot call, or a slate call works just as well. I would feel like. I mean, I give. I guess it's another tool in your arsenal or whatever. But I mean, for- I mean maybe
1: somebody told him that he couldn't use a trumpet, and that's why <laughs> he did it. it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Awesome. Man. No, I mean, I, I'm literally. I mean, I'll carry a pot call with me every now and then. Most of the time, I, I got a box call. I don't even carry it with me. I keep it in the truck. It's gonna be a windy day. Um, I am. I try to support my friends if they build calls or whatever. Or somebody wants me to try one. I'd rather buy from somebody and put money in an individual's pocket than a big company. Uh, but for you know the last 21 years, I've been killing birds with a 2.99 or 3.99 HS strut special. You know, mm-hmm. one of the four calls they have. I. That's what I run. Just something simple, something affordable for everybody. Um, I bought my first Woodhaven. Two years ago, and it killed me to spend twelve dollars on a diaphragm that I know <laughs> that I'm going to lose or swallow. Right. That's. It. I've got a good story for you at the end of this. Don't let me forget. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, where were we? I, I think we got on a tangent there. Yeah, no, no, a little I
0: bit. Got on trumpet calls there for a second. But uh, I mean, we we were we were kind of discussing just in general like tag draws and that kind of stuff, and like you said, a lot of that stuff's over the counter. But you, you brought up a good point earlier is um, something that I think Chris and I kind of talk about pretty frequently is that it, it's great to kind of, you know, get an idea of where you want to go from like magazine articles and that kind of stuff, but not go where the places like say like, oh, hey, like, like go here, like automatically that's going to be you know, where everyone's going to show up at unless it's a limited draw area that, you know, there's only going to be five tags in or something like that. I mean, we all three of us uh, at, at some point know a certain someone who's ruined a WMA for us um, in the state that uh, that I'm currently sitting in. And, uh, you know, we Chris and I experienced that. I think last year at the one that we went to, I think a large group of people kind of figured out, where that one was at and there was a ton of people there listen absolute ton of people there and it wasn't um something that was overly published but then it did it, at some level and then it got bad stepped got yeah. stepped on yeah yep. so it, it, it's unfortunate so when like you said when you're selecting stuff out you just kind of go on and look to see what's what are big swaths of area and that kind of stuff correct
2: Right, like to be somewhere centralized where if this spot's you know kind of a bust or I'm not seeing much sound, I'm not hearing birds, I can bump over here. And a lot of it's just from experience, man. Um, and the number one tool that a, a turkey hunter can use, um, is your ears, um, mm-hmm. a, hearing a bird we go listen. If uh, if you're just looking for birds within an hour of your house, you know, I live close. You know, to Kentucky, I live close to Illinois, I live close, I live in Indiana. You know, two or three weeks before our season gets closer around here, I mean, I'm up every single morning, I'm not working and I'm listening and I'm just dropping pins. I know that bird won't be there exactly when the time comes, but I know that birds are using the area. Um, So your ears are the best thing that you can possibly do. And if that means burning, you know, a morning of your trip, then so be it. Um, But the best thing to do is just cover ground. And, and listen, and that's another big kind of part of the success that I've had, especially down in uh, Alabama and Tennessee. Um, and especially, if nothing else, get out there, you know, right at dusk, because I hear a lot of guys complain that birds don't gobble on the roost. You've got to make them gobble on the roost if they don't want to. Uh, really, you know, <clears throat> choke it out of them, whatever.
1: My um, man.
2: I will, I will throw everything but the kitchen sink at these birds to get them just to sound off because there is nothing more deadly to a long beard than knowing where he's sleeping.
1: Amen to that. It's kind of funny. You mentioned that because I told you about coming up in the third week and letting all the crybabies talk about how there's no turkeys left and the ruts over and all that stuff. Well, me and Pierce went out and we were roosting birds and we, we had got like a gobble or two or something. I don't quite remember, but they really weren't cooperating with his mm-hmm. hoodow. Um, and we both do it, like, I guess you call it natural or whatever. And I'll yep. use like a call. And uh, his is more realistic than mine, in my opinion. It sounds better, but mine, it just carries way farther. It's way louder. And to me, um, that sudden raise in volume out of nowhere i think a lot of times they will get it out of them and uh dude, those birds fired off instantly no, yeah. and i was like all right there we go we just had to <laughs> kind of make them <laughs> like you said
2: yeah there's there's some places where you can get out and blow a really good sounding alcohol or a coyote call nothing and you drive a mile down the road and get out and slam your door on accident and one fires off 300 yards from the road at yep. the door cutting just something you know <laughs> That's another thing that I like to keep in my truck with me all you know through March, April, and May, like ten different locator calls. I've got an elk bugle in my truck during April. <laughs> nice. I'm not. I swear to God, air like, horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, exactly. We drive. I'm going to kick myself in the ass for saying that. You can drive just around anywhere out west. If you're in a hurry, and I call it speed, Scotty, I'm talking about throwing <laughs> some dirt because everywhere out there is a mile section, but everything is like squared off in miles. So just you know, there's not much trees out west. It's like looking at onyx it's like, bam, we're gonna start here. Let's roost one. Let's drive with the mile or drive two miles up the road and stop. Don't get we don't get the alcohols out. Just lay on the horn with the windows down and the truck off, and you know, oh, go, go, oh, go, oh, go, oh. go. It's like boom drop a pin keep going till we find nice. what seems like the best birds to hunt in the morning
1: i like it Cheese oh pete's dude that's good stuff so do you have tell me man how do i ask this um <laughs> very carefully can you tell me with honesty your top three states that you like to hunt turkeys
2: Oh yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> I love. I'm not going to put them in any order either. Matter of fact, I'm. I'm. Let's see. I'm looking at Onyx right now. If you
1: don't want to answer that, that's okay. That's acceptable I like, here.
2: I like big time differences too. So I really enjoy. I guess just combine Kansas and Nebraska in one. Yeah, um, I mean yeah. And it, then
1: it's pretty much the uh, same. For the most part.
2: I like hunting, uh, the Indiana area and I love hunting Alabama. Okay. So those are my three-ish, four-ish, whatever. Those are my favorites, but I mean.
1: I kind of guessed your top three, but I didn't know that you'd combine two gigantic states into one. So I didn't, (laughs) I didn't think Kansas would be in there. Um, I I I know Nebraska is a hell of a place to hunt turkeys we've
2: been out bow hunting the birds in in kansas for years now and it's just uh it's just become one of my favorite trips Um, are you
1: bow hunting on public land for those things
2: yes buddy
1: (laughs) d-a-w-g damn all
2: right it's a lot of fun Uh, and i mean i hunt them a little bit different out there because i am trying to capture some good footage so I'll find where they're roosting. Hopefully, the night before, get in there, pop up a, a you know a blind, and and try to you know get it all on video. It's hard to run and gun with a, a camera and whatnot. I know there's guys that do it, but it's just too much of a hassle for me. So I pack in a big heavy blind, a big heavy chair, and I'll sit there for hours because birds out west do not stop moving once their feet hit the ground. A bird in Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri. Eastern's will hit the ground and they might stay in a five acre circle all freaking day long until they get what they want or they get bumped out of it. Um, right. That's just the way they are.
1: That's um, like the Canyon bird that had you and Josh running back uh, and forth in Kentucky.
0: That damn thing stayed
1: there all day, all, all day, day long. So all day long. <laughs> He's down at the bottom Turning his of head. like basically a, a drainage at, in a Creek where, where you would not ever say, yeah, the turkeys, they're going to be way down low. And they're like, oh, he's over there. So they go down the hill, go up the other side. Then they hear him again. He sound like he's on the other hill. So they go down the <laughs> hill, and go up to the other side. And they did that for a couple of hours. And they're telling me and a buddy. And we're like, man, what if he's down there in the bottom? And he's just turning his head back exactly. and forth. And yep. I'll be danged if he wasn't doing
2: that. Yep. Right. Yep, I've had him do it. I had him do it last year in Alabama. I chased one the exact wrong way. I thought I was chasing two different turkeys. It was echoing that bad. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, I was mad.
0: <laughs> Goodness. And then I ended up missing him. Uh, I was now you, your, Alab- your Alabama bird last year, was that, was that the one where you, you missed and then you went and hunted another state and then came back and hunted again down there?
2: No, um, that bird in Alabama last year was we drove down, me and a buddy, Alex Hamilton. um, Honest to God, I can't remember if it was opening morning or what it was. It was the first chance that I had to get down there. And uh, I bought the 10-day license because I thought I might come back. Of course, they've changed the regulations. Now you can only kill one bird the first 10 days. Really trying to put a damper on the non-residents. That's fine. I'm still going to come down there and kill one of your turkeys and rub (laughs) it in your face. (laughs) <laughs> um, um but no we i went to a spot that i had had success the year before with a bunch of birds and it was just kind of a freak accident i mean the bird gobbled it was a picture perfect turkey hunt gobbled on the roost a little early i was able to slip in pretend to you know fly down as a hen with my hat and he left all his hens in the tree flew down in the dark and come to me on a dime and uh, it's just kind of a storybook turkey hunt um but as far as going back down there, I did go back down to Alabama about eight days later. And that was the bird that echoed and I okay. chased him all morning and end up shooting a tree instead of him. Uh, this was
1: your, this was the Alabama bird. That first one where like you were there for 14 minutes or something and killed your bird.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I Dude, I hear everybody. They're like, yeah, hey, Alabama, man, you can't call turkeys here. like, And I'm like, it took Jacob 14 minutes.
2: Like just got to find the right one.
1: Right. I agree. I what well, let me get your thoughts on that. I know we're kind of talking about out of state stuff, but I mean this pertains to that. Do you feel like do you feel like you've been to a state where you could say for sure man those birds are just different. Those are tough birds to kill not because of you know, pressure or whatever, because you could, you could say that about any birds in the world or anything for that matter. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's a state that just kicked your butt, and you wonder, like, how do people kill birds here?
2: Um, man, uh, if if I didn't have such a good year in Tennessee last year, I'd, I'd straight up say Tennessee is a, a tough one because of the amount of pressure it's got the last five years from one of our big shows. Um, but as, as far as birds that give me, I still killed a bird there, but just to pain in the butt was Maryland. Um, there's just not a huge concentration of birds. They're spread out and there's not a ton of public, so to speak, Yeah, man, the bird I killed up there, it was hard. I mean, I worked for it. And even after I shot him, it took me like an hour and a half to get to him. He was on the other side of a river. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, it was, it was wow. pretty neat little hunt. Um, the guy actually screwed it up that morning, and my phone died, and it was just a, it was a mess. I, I never got any of it on camera, but it was an absolute just terror of a morning, but it was like the hardest I've ever worked for a turkey. It felt pretty good to kill him, that's for sure. I had to have um, <laughs> some Chinese lady take my picture um, by a creek, uh, Cause I had no phone charger. My phone charger was dead. I was an hour from my grandmother's where I was staying and I had to write my <laughs> phone number down for her to send me the picture. <laughs> wow.
0: That's awesome.
2: But... No, Tennessee, man, there's a bunch of places in uh, central and West Tennessee that I've hunted uh, where I'd say, if you kill a bird there, uh, you <laughs> can kill a bird anywhere in this country. Besides, I mean, I can't speak for Florida because I I know that Florida's tough, especially South Florida. Just watching people go down there and struggle, you know, it has me gunshot. And even try it because I know I'm going to get my butt kicked <laughs> the Man, first time I do.
1: Florida. So I've got a buddy down there that's invited me down. Hell, I don't know two or three springs in a row. So he invited me in 20. It's was 2020, wasn't it? 2020, and then yeah covid happened and i'm like oh my god and he literally went out opening day yeah i would guarantee it would have been my bird because he's like yeah you can shoot the first one so you'll be here you know a couple days whatever killed an inch and a half hook osceola and i'm i'm just like stabbing (laughs) myself in the arm like oh my god i cannot believe this this is me right here
2: oh man that's uh that's actually number possible number one on the list this year depending on things are going to shake up at work here in the next two weeks people are going to start moving around jobs um in positions and shifts and whatnot and the shift i'm on right now it's going to work out okay for everything i want to do uh actually work out really good for what i want to do right off the bat uh but it really screws me later on the Wyoming trip at the burnham a bunch of vacation time um but right now I'm planning to hit Florida slash Alabama first. Um, So I might kill my first Florida bird. I don't know if I'll venture far enough down for an Osceola or not, or just kind of stick to North Florida.
0: We'll see. Just wanted to take a second to tell you about all our other content. If you're on Facebook, head on over to the Fueled by the Outdoors Facebook page. We currently have over 18,000 members people who love the outdoors from the mobile hunter all the way to the hiking enthusiast. Come interact and talk all things outdoors with a robust community of people. Fan of product reviews, fishing, hunting videos? Go check out the Fueled by the Outdoors YouTube channel. If there's any topic or content you would like for us to cover just send us a message and if you like what you're seeing and hearing then hit that join or subscribe button. We hope all our content fuels your passion for the outdoors. I will say this Um, I listened to the last, because I wasn't on, I listened to the last podcast you did with Chris and someone from, uh, Kentucky department of wildlife must've heard your frustration. Um, because, because, um, allegedly it was supposed to go into effect this year, but it didn't allegedly, um, they're looking at one bird on public next year and then, yeah, one bird public. And then. Uh, You can have a bird on private or kill two birds on private or whatever. But I think based off their turkey hatch numbers um, and what you were saying, I think everybody who's actually been out turkey hunting in the past, you know, three to four years in the state is all seeing the same thing is that the numbers just aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, You know, they're already going to cut the numbers in the fall. You know, we used to be able to kill four birds over here in the fall, which is just insane to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you said what you said, because I, I'm speaking hypothetically that someone actually heard us. But I think that the realistic possibility there is that numbers may end up going up, which needs to happen. I know Ohio this year is Ohio this is your one is one bird, right? One bird, one bird, one
1: bird. Doesn't matter. Public, private, whatever. One and done here.
0: You'll be and- happy.
2: You'll be happy about three or four years.
1: Well, I think it should have been that way a long time ago. And I'm, I'm kind of with you in the sense that rather than have a state where you can go kill 79 birds, (laughs) why not just go kill a bird and then go to another state? And I understand maybe that's more expensive, but for, for myself, that experience to go to a, a different setting and have a chance at getting it done is is what draws me. I mean, I don't I don't want to go to Alabama for a week and kill five birds.
2: I mean, I'll do that too, but um, I mean, I know guys that <laughs> did that in the like when covid hit, I know guys that went down there that had never been there and they killed four or five birds in a Holy week. Holy
0: cow. And, you
2: know, Alabama is wondering like why in the world are our turkey numbers declining and this and that, you know? It's like, man, your season opens in March and you guys can kill five turkeys like what do you think is happening to all these birds? It's like people right. are killing them. Like you will never convince me. I am all for trapping. I believe it makes a difference. One hundred ten percent. I believe it makes a difference. But habitat loss and yep. five times the number of hunters today is the reason that we do not have the birds that we have. And you can take that to the bank. Uh, turkey numbers, you know, however many years ago, used to be great before people were trapping. You know, whenever I'm just saying. Coons, possums, foxes, coyotes have all been around forever. Um, And I feel like they're just – I know that they have an impact. There's no doubt about that. People crucify me for this. But the amount of people that are in the woods now is ridiculous. And I'm not saying that I'm against it, you know, because I like everybody to have a good time. But there's so many freaking kids out there, and I've done it. Running around with a freaking strutter decoy, you know, my daughter – you know get a bird to come into a strutter decoy and there's nothing wrong with that but like when you're killing four or five birds in a state and moving on and doing it here and yep. doing it there you know yeah it's like man and you can kill them at 80 yards now with tss right it's like i mean gosh dang man yeah, i was really, killing
1: them with that killing them with long beards <laughs> long beard XRs.
2: Yeah. yeah i've killed a couple I, i've killed a couple way out there with Longbeard xrs but no man i just i really believe the the crazy amount of hunting pressure that we've we've seen and and maybe a lot of these reports are done off of like what people are are hearing maybe birds aren't showing themselves because i know when they do they're going to get you know clobbered um, yeah and maybe they're not gobbling as much because there's you know how do how do they know in alabama and georgia where there's not giant crop fields that the turkey numbers are just completely down yeah so i wonder have, as they, well they have to go off of like goblin activity i'd feel like and you know when down there in Alabama where I'd hunt, you know, it used to be a really it is a great place. Uh, <laughs> but another show pretty well highlighted that place. And I mean that you don't know, there's twenty trucks I pass on the way to go hunt down there now. And you know, them birds pick pick up on that crap quick. Tra- oh yeah, I mean and if you go down there two weeks in the season and you don't hear a turkey gobble, it's like, Well, there's no turkeys in Alabama or there's no well, turkeys in Tennessee. Well, it's like, no, they're all just quiet because they've been pressure to deal. hell yeah well, in, let me come any... shoot at you
0: guys and see how long it takes you to shut up well but you bring up a good point is is you know habitat loss is, is a huge part of this but the other thing that people don't ever think about also is that like raptor numbers are freaking huge what's what's the number oh, one predator what's the number one predator of a wild turkey owls An owl. great great horned owl is the number one predator and get, guess what they recovered in the mid nineties into the early two thousands. You can't drive up and down the highway without seeing a red tail Hawk on every damn pole. So you can't tell me that Raptors don't also play a role in that too. Yeah. And I think and like
1: now you know, the damn bald Eagles are back. The beautiful well, buzzards are
0: back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there's a real, there's a real reality with that is that you've got a ton of people in the woods and see Alabama is, is one of those cautionary tales too. Because, you know, the 10th Legion that Colonel Tom Kelly wrote is about Alabama when there was no birds there. And you're talking about in the 60s and the 70s when there was literally no birds anywhere. And he he's like the only guy hunting there. And then they get him reintroduced. And then it's like, oh, we got enough birds for people to kill five. Yeah. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something, though. Like, I mean, I mean, you you park reference. Well, exactly. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Life finds a way. Um but, you know, there, there's there's that, there's that real reality, though, that I think that a lot of states um, are going to start going to that one to two bird thing. And I think you're going to see fall seasons really fall off. You saw that like South Dakota just a few years ago went to a um, a bearded only bird in the fall. If you're going to shoot a bird like you're Stop not lot-
1: letting people shoot the God blessed hands mm-hmm. in the oh, fall. It was
2: it had a it had a ten inch beard, man. It's so cool. It's a big ugly bird sitting on my wall. It's got a ten inch beard though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like like why? <laughs> why I are sat. you? You know, and it don't matter. We're not when you're when you talk about crap like that, you're not talking to the real ones because the real ones, I feel like respect that. You know, like they're not gonna shoot at him because it's cool or it's you know it's albano or smoke phase or whatever. <coughs> they're not gonna shoot it. They're not going to shoot a Jake because they want to see a long beard next year. You know, um, I've shot Jake's in the past, especially, uh, bow hunting out West for a while. I'd take what I could get out there. It was just tough. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like I, the real ones are doing the right thing.
1: I agree. That's where me and Pierce were talking last year about literally only killing like one bird in Ohio. We had, we had pretty strong feelings that, uh, you know, they were going to go down to one bird, but you never know what the heck the DNR is going to do. So we were thinking about killing one or none and just hunting the surrounding States instead. Cause it's just, I mean, it's rough. And there, there is one spot that I know that, well, last year we could get on birds and the year before and the year before that, but maybe it's different this year. Maybe it's better. I don't know. But um, I will say this. I agree with about 90% of what you said, I will, I will offer this perspective when you think about, obviously, you know, coons and possums and skunks and all that, you know, they wreck, uh, they wreck turkey nests and everything. Um, when, when we go back to the the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, there were way less turkey hunters. Um, then you drop back, you know, eighties, the seventies, the sixties, um, There are way less deer hunters. There weren't hardly any deer really anywhere for the most part around here. And so what everybody do, they rabbit hunted, they squirrel hunted and they went and they coon hunted and they trapped and stuff like that. I know people who weren't big into hunting at all that ran traps to make spare money because the furs were so good. The pelts were actually worth a damn. And now, you know, very few people get into it i know we see like the predator pile ups and everything i honestly don't think people give coyotes way too much damn credit in my opinion i think i've
2: seen birds strutting in the field beside a coyote lurking around. literally like do i think they kill them
1: yeah yeah do you know how hard it is to chase a turkey down and not have it fly away like it's very hard especially when you win one with a bow agreed I have, oh God, I got a video for you. (laughs) I've got Um, one
2: for you too.
1: (laughs) I'll let you see the wheels on the fat short kid. (laughs) Um, So uh, I think that with the reduction in trapping numbers and the reduction in, um, you know, coon hunting as a whole, you know, pretty much all over the place. And then you look at, you know, this goes back to, something me and jacob talked about i think last year he talked about all these bait piles now
2: yes, yeah, so i'm uh, fixing to bring that up
1: you, now yeah. i feel like maybe you said that maybe it might mess with their system or something moldy corn or whatever but yeah, there's,
2: i mean there's a bunch of scientific research that say that stuff like that for them is not good at all
1: wow so yeah. i would also argue that year and you know this is kind of diving a little deep but we're basically creating super coons with them corn piles like uh, yeah. they're in they're not regular they're bear a- cubs
2: yeah exactly
1: and uh, what happens the corn pile runs out when january february right uh-huh. and then what happens then she has babies and then they go suck down turkey eggs not long after that
2: that's a 100% true um Man, if you really sit back, I mean, I bet that would open people's eyes. If you write down every single state that's complaining about these turkey numbers declining, see if they can bait. Alabama just started baiting, you know, a couple of years ago. You could buy a bait permit. You could also kill five turkeys there at the time. Georgia, you can bait. You could kill three or four birds there. Tennessee, I don't think you could bait, but you could kill four turkeys there at one point. Jeez, Kentucky, geez. you can kill two turkeys. Indiana, can't bait. Probably one of the best states that I've turkey hunted. Um, let me see. Let me back out. Kansas, you can bait. I believe I'm I mean I could be wrong. Nebraska, you can bait. Illinois. I'm not sure if you can or not. I don't think you
1: can bait in Alaska. The only reason I say that is I'm pretty sure that's why Captain Bomar Nosebutton got in trouble.
2: Can't bait. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well it was just a speeding ticket. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> 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 uh arkansas you can bait turkey numbers declining terrible um ohio I mean, ohio man wow what a connection that's crazy yeah isn't that weird i don't know baiting really reduction don't... of habitat i think i i know it's a ma- it's more than one problem it's a bunch of problems combined in one and nobody's got the balls to do something about it and,
1: and what's funny is when you bring certain things up with people, they just want to literally like bend you over a barrel. I mean, they, people dig in and, and they don't think, uh, you know, something's wrong with this or whatever, or they do it, boy, they're going to, they're going to lay you out online.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm pretty close minded sometime about some stuff because I'm just hard headed, but, man, if more people had an open mind and, and listened to hear instead of like, listen to respond, man, not only just our kin, but just other things in general would just be so yeah. much better. But
1: dude, it's tough. Sometimes I get it. You can get emotional and uh, all that. But I mean, it's uh, if you care about the dang things, I mean, I'd much rather turkeys, you know, explode again than be right. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which nope. Another state agency would hear me out, you know, places like Kentucky or anywhere with like two bird limit. Why don't you knock it down to a one bird limit, but kind of like Arkansas did. They've got a stamp out you can buy now that it goes straight to it goes back. The money goes to helping turkeys. So why don't you like do a Urna gobbler tag? Like I killed my bird. I'd like to kill another one. You know, here's 50. Your seventy-five dollars, whatever, for a secondary tag. Mm-hmm. That money should go nowhere other mm-hmm. than turkey restoration, turkey habitat. You know, just research, whatever it takes. The amount of money that they would raise, I would happily. I mean, my tag in Kentucky, you know, a hundred dollars a year is, is everything. So, um I would pay a hundred dollars extra for another bird, knowing that it's going to a good cause, and I just sure. killed a turkey. You know, yeah. they think of the money that they could raise off that to really do something with these I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm nobody. uh but man, I feel like they should start listening to other people besides a bunch of people in suit and ties that don't have a damn clue what they're talking about.
1: Well that and the, the crappy part of this is there's so few people like us that care about those birds. Um, you know, a lot of people that they want the the um the glorification or whatever of going out there and getting a picture with a bird with the sun coming through its tail or whatever. And that's all I love that. But there's, we've got a video like I smile every time a Turkey gobble, it's the best sound. (laughs) And I only want to hear that. Like they'll play that stuff at my funeral. They'll have somebody calling. Cause that's the only, like I'll, I'll go out turkey hunting. I'm sure I'll, I'll die of a heart attack chasing birds, but uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like um, too many people, uh, you know, it's the same people that you see online the first week of probably most States seasons complaining about when they bring the season in and they're bringing it in too late. And you know, they don't stop to think that, you know, you got to let the damn hens go to the nest and, and you got to let nature take its course before you go screwing with things. So, um, it's about me, not them.
0: (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, you know, we can have people listen to this and they'll get an idea that, uh, you can serve these things and you do a little bit better job with them. And you actually put forth a little effort and thinking about this stuff, you know, you can be in a good spot.
2: Right. I mean, I need to get better about a bunch of stuff myself. So same.
0: Fingers crossed. Well, any concluders? Chris? I'm ready. Jacob. I'm ready to start driving. (laughs) I'm ready to start (laughs) driving with my stuff in the truck.
2: Oh man. It's gonna be a long spring, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Um I am happy to have tagged a buck and now I'm ready to put my tag on my second out of state turkey i've killed a bird in indiana jacob is right indiana is ridiculous but it's a one bird state so it can stay good you know you're yeah. not going to hear that and then go kill 19 birds in a yeah, spring if you want
2: to you wanna go hunt indiana you better have about 200 bucks ready before you even think about it because it's 200 for a bird now for the most part oh it's not 200 but once you factor in what you you know the the tag and whatever it's gonna gonna cost you a lot to come kill one turkey
1: (sighs) (laughs) that just took the wind (laughs) out of myself crossing off indiana um
2: (laughs) no i uh i'm just super excited
1: for for uh the sound of gobbles and the smell of fish on my hands
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna get you a kentucky bird this year we're getting you a kentucky bird i hope so
1: Well,
0: well we're going to get you one <laughs> <laughs> um can, was that your concluder chris you got another one yeah that's
1: that's my concluder man
0: okay i guess by the time this one comes out um this is kind of important um new season for uh new hunting and fishing season licenses will be uh, available so make sure you got all your stuff bought correctly if you're coming to a state or if you're going to hunt your own state, all that stuff switches over March one. So after this comes out, it'll be that time. Most important thing. And I, I harp on this every year at this time, check your regs. Every state changes regs all the time in Kentucky. When you pick up the thing, they're all in blue. They make it almost idiot proof. So just take a look, make sure that you're following the rules. I said almost idiot proof. Um, follow the rules, make sure you're doing what you need to do. And, you know, take some of the information from this podcast that we've talked about today, take someone out in the woods, let them learn. Um, it, 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 it's a great time to be able to do it. And right after spring (laughs) Turkey, spring squirrel comes in in Kentucky in like may, so you don't got to wait that long. So it's like, it's like the end of Turkey. Then you go right into spring squirrel. So.
1: Heck yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on tonight, man. I appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, man. This has been yeah, no, fun. no problem, man.
2: Um, it's always fun. And man, it just, it just helps fuel the fire a little bit for sure. Fuels, fuels the outdoors, man.
1: There you go. <laughs> I, I like that. that I, uh, I, I won't lie. I get kind of jacked up listening to you talk about all these out of state trips, especially out West. Cause we've been, we've been planning hard on uh, deer out in Nebraska for the fall and, uh, I'm just... Well let me
2: let me plug something for everybody. If if you want a really good resource that kind of gives you a general idea of everybody's tags, everybody's prices, everybody's season dates. Uh if I found it a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, excuse me, uh if you type in like real tree turkey hunting nation or something like that on Google, whatever, uh it's gonna pull up a map of the United States. You can click on it. It's gonna it actually grades the states like A through a b c and d nice on how good they are uh they put an a on kentucky so i know they're full of crap um right they literally just stop it um but it's it's just a really cool tool man i've really been using it a whole bunch to kind of map out where i'm going this year between uh the one two three five like i think Nine possible places I'm going. You know I'm able God. to like write down all these notes and the dates and like I, I've just got it all wrote out. I have three different calendars right now with highlighted days that I'm supposed to be off for each of the shifts that I could wind up on with different scenarios of where I'm going if I'm on that shift.
1: How cool is it that you're Russell Crow from A Beautiful Mind?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> I don't, I don't guess I have.
1: Oh bro. He's got, he's literally got like, he's trying to solve an <laughs> issue or whatever. And there's like papers and notes and stuff everywhere with like strings of yarn leading from one to the next, to the next. And it's crazy. Oh, okay. You got to check it out sometime. Then you'll, I'll send you you know, a, I'm going to
2: send you a YouTube link. <laughs> I'll send you the pictures of my schedule. It's pretty crazy. Like one of them's like, okay, you're going to Florida and Alabama first followed by, you know, April 1st and You'll probably be out scouting second and third. If you're not taking your daughter, you'll be in Tennessee, uh, followed by the week after that. It's like the fourth through the eighth. I drew a tag in Illinois. I'll be hunting there three or four of those days, uh, then followed by who the hell knows whatever is next, Kentucky, Indiana. Then early May is when we're driving through Kansas, Nebraska, on our way to Wyoming to hit those four or five out there. Nice. Nice. Hey, uh, crazy. hell of a season.
1: Plug your w? uh YouTube channel while you're at it, dude.
2: Yeah. Oh man, I, it's nothing crazy. It's uh the D03 outdoors, it, it pops up pretty easily now. If you can't find it like that, you probably <clears throat> don't want to waste your time typing in my name because nothing really is that great on there. <laughs> my turkey hunting <laughs> videos. I have some that are just crap that do so good. And then I've got some that's like killer freaking footage, like headshots with a bow and nobody cares to watch them. I'm like, it almost makes me not want to pack a camera in Turkey season.
1: I (laughs) am still trying to figure this out because I literally had perfect footage of, I mean, we're talking an off the roost hunt, a big bird hits the ground comes flying to the decoy postures up on the decoy and I pop his head at 15 yards. I mean, and he had inch and a half hooks and nobody cares. Right. Good God. Oh, there you go. Look at that. There you go.
0: That's silly. That's impressive. (laughs) That's
1: a couple of pins.
2: You know, I actually hit the the limit the other uh, a couple months ago. I had to delete a bunch of them. Like, I'd like I would pin it. There's it a limit. Pin. Yes, uh, I think it's like fifteen hundred pins. Oh wow, Holy crap! That's yeah. stupid that they limit it. I I agree. I pay fifteen dollars a month for that crap. Right? I demand unlimited pins. Or I'm. You, was that on X? Yeah.
1: So, have you ever looked at any other different ones and liked them or anything?
2: Everyone that I try, it's got some features that I like. And then most of the time, it just, Onyx is the best all around for me personally. Um, I wish they'd update their imagery. You know, it doesn't really matter for turkeys. Um, but deer hunting, it would be really cool if they'd update that crap.
1: Yeah. Spartan Forge is supposed to be pretty slick when they get their updates in. Um, really? Still waiting on those. It's, it's pretty slick app. Uh, I just got it. And I've got base map Uh, base map is awesome. The one problem I have that I just found with it yesterday is uh, one of the tricks that I use to find water is to go onto the topo map. And then the blue pops up real easy for like little ponds and stuff. And and you can't do that. And I'm like, well, this sucks. This apps down the
2: that's dumb. So yeah, that's how uh, I find a lot of my water access stuff for, you know, my kayak and whatnot is turning that on and kind of getting an idea like, Hey, how big is this Creek? Is it big enough for me to, you know, turn my kayak around if I have to, is it just a ditch? Whatever.
1: Yep. I agree. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm going to chat with you after we say bye and hit the (laughs) end record, but
2: yeah. Um, Anywho, you got it. You got it. You got to let me tell the story. Oh yeah. 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 Tell the story. Okay. This is not, You have to bleep this out, probably. This is not bullshit. This really happened. (laughs) Okay. Me and a friend of mine drove in the pouring rain, I think it was five or six years ago, from Calhoun, Kentucky, all the way down to the Tennessee portion of Land Between the Lakes. Mm -hmm. Pouring rain. And the radar showed that as soon as we got there, the sun was going to pop out. And I'm like, dude, we're just going to field cruise until we find a bird. The first field we've passed in Tennessee, two Longbeards in it. I'm like, bam, they're screwed. Drove past them, got in a creek, and got way in front of them. All we did was just kind of stand up in the creek and lay our guns on the ground. And I yelped them to us 30 yards, pulled the trigger, boom, boom. They were dead. I ran out there, and I was so excited. I remember in the video, like I was holding the phone back on me. I was like, like almost puking like from excitement or whatever it was. and I was just like, I'm going to throw up. I remember saying like five or six times. I was going to throw up, Walked to the truck, drove home, had a terrible, terrible, like stomach ache, went to work the next day. Couldn't even walk, dude. Do you want to take a guess at what happened to me?
0: Uh, uh, you some I don't water? know. You beaver fever or something. I swallowed the
2: diaphragm call in excitement. <laughs> oh, wow. I passed this thing. I passed it like a champ. Oh, my God. So everybody like walking around at work for like the next couple of weeks was like, hey, listen to Jake Fart's It's going to be like. <laughs> Dude. Yeah,
0: man. Oh, I mean, my if, God.
2: If I could compare anything <clears throat> to childbirth, I'd say that was probably pretty damn close. But, uh. <laughs> Now every time that I kill a bird, like I'm so scared I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> like, oh, that's my first thing I want to do is grab my call out of my mouth now.
1: But, oh my yeah, god.
2: That was uh that's uh, it's just you, something quite because I thought swallowed I swallowed
1: the call and didn't know you did it.
2: Not till later. It hit me all at once, and
1: Damn, I, thought man. I had hem-
2: I thought I had hemorrhoids. Like <laughs> that's what I thought was wrong with me at work because my freaking stomach and my your butt was hurting you know it's like what am i gonna do <laughs> <laughs> well
1: i've heard of double pumping and excitement but i have not heard of unknowingly ingesting a turkey diaphragm oh man that's in my uh, experience.
2: it was one of the ones i had to cut it down to make it fit my roof of my yep. mouth better uh so it was, it was it was kind of a small one but it I like happens. you a lot,
1: buddy, but uh, I don't know that there's a lot of defense. <laughs> that's, no. that's pretty impressive. I don't know that I could swallow like <clears throat> a tic-tac and not know it, but I do know what nerves do to oh. me and everyone yeah. else. So, yep.
2: wow. All right. Anyway, that's, well, that's your that's your Jacobs an idiot
0: story of the day. Well, on that note, <laughs> this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. <laughs> We've been your hosts, Rick Gates and Chris Leppard. And tonight we've been joined by Jacob Emery of DO3 Outdoors. Jacob, thank you for coming back on again, man. No problem. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. See you.